Blog Talk Radio. Voice 
Radio. Please go over to Facebook and like us over there. Get the word out. We're also on Twitter at the right voice one. That is at the right voice one. And I'd love to see my followers on Twitter go through the roof. And uh, and so if you would do that, that would be great. Get the word out because we have some, some good things going on. So as I said, um, there's a lot of political buzz going on. It is, it's all wired and it, and it has been all day. It, there has not been a break uh, for me all day long. People have been buzzing. And uh, there, and, and, and it's the tonight, just a few minutes ago, was really the the explosion of that, perhaps the culmination, or maybe I should say the start. Maybe it's not culminating. Maybe maybe we're just getting started on this thing. But um, uh, but there was an important uh, endorsement that came down that uh, that we will talk about as well. That is uh, the governor, former governor of Alaska, the former vice presidential nominee Sarah Palin just endorsed Donald Trump for the presidency. Uh, and so that has been quite a, quite a, quite a buzz as I, that's the best word I can come up with for that. Um, and I will talk a little bit more about that, tell you a little bit about how that unfolded and, and, and perhaps share a little bit about my thoughts on that. But uh, we're going to start with a brief talk with uh, two guests. And they're going to talk to us about their choice for president. I was really interested in how people came to decide who they're going to support. And I was really wondering uh, who made a decision based on uh, on the debate. You know, the field is so huge. And so I was curious as to whether a debate, you know, we know these debates are important. Actually, I, I think the debates are important, but I find that some people don't agree with me. But um, I wanted to know whose uh, support was either won through a debate or perhaps solidified through a debate. And so we're going to start the show off with two people, one named Steve Flesher and another one named Anna uh, Toss. Singa, and I'm gonna let her. I'm gonna let her correct me on on that because I may be um, pronouncing her name wrong. But um, I'm gonna bring in for us Anna, and also uh, I wanted to have Stephen with us too, but I don't think Steve is is here with us yet. So I'm um, I have Anna on, and I want Anna to to talk to us a little bit and uh, introduce herself, and and then we're gonna get down to the nitty gritty. Anna, are you with us? Yes. Hi, Adrienne. I'm right here. Hi, Anna. And you know what? I have to apologize because as much as I hoped that I would not, I think I just butchered your last name. So would you please would you please tell us what you give a correct me, please? No, no problem. You you, you did pretty good. Um, my name's Anna Talsinga, and it's my pleasure to be here on your show. And thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, Anna. I'm so glad that you're here. I have to just tell our listening audience, it's been uh, it's been years since I've seen you. We did meet quite some time ago. Actually, it was 2009 in Washington, D.C., right, Anna? Correct. It was at a CPAC meeting. Yes, Conservative Political Action Conference in D.C., and we got to meet, and we uh, we're, we're roommates at the hotel along with a, a, a Mary, a friend named Mary, and it was it was a great time. And so I asked Anna to come on. Now, Anna, I want you to share with us who whom you're supporting for president, and uh, and then I want to ask you about how perhaps the debates have figured in because, girl, the field was large. How did you whittle it down? Who are you supporting to? Okay, well that's that's a great question. Thank you so much, Adrian. Um mm-hmm. well for me for me it's it's it was not a hard choice. Um mm-hmm. I'm a conservative and mm-hmm. so what I look for is someone who represents those conservative values. Mm-hmm. Um you know, mainly, you know, you look at their record. Um you want to see what kind of person this has been in the past because mainly, you know, politicians during a campaign, they'll tell you whatever you want to hear in order to gain your vote. Mm-hmm. And then once you have your vote and they're in office, um, we get disappointed 
we get let down and we get angry and we wonder why they didn't do what they promised that they would do during the campaign is because we didn't bother um, to vet them carefully as we should. And so mm-hmm. for me, um, I was mainly impressed with Ted Cruz's record. Um, as a senator from Texas, he has proven himself um, to have the core values that I'm looking for. Um, and listening to him uh, during the debates um, only solidified my support for him because he stands for uh, the conservative principles and values of um, religious freedom. Mm-hmm. He supports uh, he's a pro-lifer, so, you know, he's a pro-life like, pro-lifer like me. So, you know, I'm a social conservative, so that's important for me. Uh, that's right. near and dear to my heart, protecting the sanctity of life, um, the sanctity of marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And what really impressed me the most about him is his defense of the Constitution. Um, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz is one of those politicians that does what is right not what is popular. You know, he's mm. not popular with the establishment uh, for a reason. Uh, if there is one guy they cannot stand, it's Ted Cruz, because he stands on principle, not on rhetoric, not on sound bites, but he is a very principled guy with a, a proven uh, track record. And mm-hmm. that's what impressed me the most about him, and he won me over um, during the debate by articulating those values that make conservatism what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that, that's interesting. And I want to ask you, as I'm listening to, to some of what you're saying, I'm listening to you to you talk about him being pro-life and pro-constitution and, and doing things that are not popular um, necessarily. But how does he differ? Let me just throw out uh, one of the candidates who's sort of been uh, the undercard guy. Let's, let's talk about a Mike Huckabee, for example. Why Why is Ted Cruz over Mike Huckabee? Um, you know, Mike, Mike Huckabee and, and Ted Cruz share the same values and the same ideals, but, but Mike Huckabee has had how many years now to make his mark, um, mm. to, you know, to break through? Um, for me, Ted Cruz is new blood, new blood into the party. He brings energy. He has, mm-hmm. he has this tenacity and this energy, and I find him to be brilliant um, as well as, like I said, he can articulate, um, you know, the core values of conservatism in a way that makes me believe he's a fighter, he's going to do what he says he's going to do, and he energizes um, the Tea Party, um, you know, grassroots level. He brings, he unites the Tea Party um, you know, grassroots level together um, behind him as a strong contender to win the nomination. And, you know, I just find that refreshing that he's, you know, he's he's new to the political arena. He hasn't been a career politician. He's an outsider. And, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's strong in my opinion, and he, he's, he's not going to give up. He's going to fight. And I have a lot of confidence and trust in, in who he is. Mm-hmm. So then let me ask you, have you, is your mind completely made up or are you, is it possible you think to be swayed at this point? I mean, I oh, I'm is less than two weeks away, of course, but I'm just curious yeah. about. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, unless Ted Cruz um, starts um, supporting, um, you know, somebody from New York, a politician from New York, I'll change my mind. But at, at this point, I'm, you know, I'm pretty confident that he is the real deal. Um, that he is not um, running just to make a name for himself, but he truly mm-hmm. believes in something far greater than politics. He believes that this nation is at a turning point, and if we don't get it right in this next election, um, we are doomed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, um, and, and you have the floor here, Anna, because Steve, Steve hasn't called in yet, so maybe maybe he got scared away, you know, because he knew that you were going to come with such strong points about your candidate. I don't know. But you do have the well, floor. He's and a you, smart guy. Yeah, he is. He's a smart guy now. Now, you did you did mention, you know, you said unless uh, unless Cruz begins to, to support someone from New York. So I'm going to ask you this because um, 
Governor Palin, Sarah Palin, did just a few minutes ago endorse Donald Trump. And um, and so I really would be uh, remiss if I did not ask you your reaction to that. You know, I'll be honest. My, my reaction is disappointment, um, only mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I was a strong Palin supporter, and, and I still okay. admire her. She's one of my political heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, but knowing what I, what I, I have now learned about Trump, he's, he's got a past. Um, that's you know very questionable. He has uh, you know he's he's pro-choice. He has no problem with uh, partial birth abortion. Uh, he supported um, Cuomo, De Blasio, and the Clintons in the past. And so, how can I trust that he is not just saying what I want to hear to get my support, and then the true Trump comes out once he wins the you know. The election. I, I can't. I can't. Um, I can't gamble with my support and my vote when I have someone who is a strong conservative has got the track record to prove who he is, and I don't have to guess. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, we, we always say we gotta vet our politicians, but why do we keep uh, falling into the same trap of believing first and then? Uh, verifying later, like Reagan said, trust but verified, but we're not doing that when it comes to Trump. Right. Okay. Well, I do want to point this out, though. He uh, he does not identify himself anymore as pro-choice. I believe Trump uh, has indicated that he is uh, pro-life. Um, and, but of course, he has changed his opinion on on many things, as as have other other candidates, and that actually is um, a criticism that. Uh, Mike Huckabee, I heard today about, about Cruz, says, says that he has flipped on some things as well. So whether that's flip-flopping, as we call it, for political expediency, or if that's a change of heart, I don't know. But I'm going to ask you one, another question, a final question, and that is, we, we noticed that, that Cruz really, really took the high road. Um, he, was, he, was, he was not going after Trump at all. He was he was not saying anything negative. He refused to say anything negative. But now he seems to have changed his approach. Here's my question: Is this a good move or not? Should he be going after him as he is now, or no? Um, well, that's a great question, Adrian. I, I think it's important to differentiate um, how Cruz is going after Trump. What what Cruz is doing is not ad hominem attack. He's not making it personal. What he's doing is making it political in the sense he is clarifying and also opening up the discussion so that we can look at Trump's past because it's fair game. And I think I think it's a, a clever move on, on Cruz's part because why shouldn't he uh, be able to question Donald Trump's um, past affiliation. Uh, I, I think that's important to know because of the people that you associate yourself with and you built political alliance in your past um, does shape who you are and it speaks to your character. And so mm-hmm. I, I think it's fair game. And Ted Cruz kept it, um, you know, he, he kept it classy. He He didn't call Donald Trump nasty, mean, and, um, you know, name-calling. Um, mm-hmm. All he did was, you know, question his, his credibility as a conservative, uh, and that's fair game. And and like I said, he, he kept it classy. He didn't um, attack um, Donald Trump and, and call him all sorts of names. He just questioned, questioned the guy's credibility, which I think it's fair game, and it's really opened up a lot of, um, you know, eyes to – to a lot of conservatives, they're also doing the same thing. Like, hey, how can we trust this guy? He says mm-hmm. one thing the next minute, he flip-flops to, you know, and then when he gets upset at uh, a political opponent or a, a journalist, he goes off the deep end and, you know, tweets off mm-hmm. all these nasty messages and so forth. And so, you know, it's kind of like, does this guy have self-control? Can can we trust okay. his temperament? to mm-hmm. be the most important guy running this country. And so it's fair game, in my opinion. Okay, okay. And maybe long overdue, because he didn't seem to even be going after that, which might have been considered fair game at one point. But now, of course, he is. And uh, the classic uh, P. 
piece of that would probably be at the debate on Thursday when they went after it on New York Values. And that's our next segment. And I want to thank you so much for calling in to, to share your support of Ted Cruz, why you support him, and uh, how you came to support him. And uh, you obviously, you must have given your note to Steve, and he decided that he wasn't going to uh, to call <laughs> So um, you had the floor, and you did a very good job. And it's so great to talk to you, and I uh, hope we'll talk again. Thank you for calling into the right oh, voice. Thank you so much, Adrian. Thank you. My pleasure. Absolutely. All right. Okay. So that was Anna, and Anna shared with us uh, her support for Senator Ted Cruz from uh, the state of Texas. And we are going to take a short break, but when we come back, we are going to dive into this whole issue of Ted Cruz's comments about New York values. I have some New Yorkers who are going to talk to us as well as a former New Yorker. But uh, but first, let's just take a moment out for uh, at least part of this, this song. I think you'll recognize it. We'll be right back. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it doesn't sleep and find I'm king of the hill top of the heap these little town blues are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it in old If I can make it there, I'll make it anywhere. It's up to you, New York, New York. Well, okay, New York, New York. Oh, Frank Sinatra. What a great segue into what we are going to be talking about now. We just got finished talking to Anna, and she told us about her support of Ted Cruz. And so we want to stick there. We want to stay there for a little bit on Ted Cruz. And this, this if you want to call it a feud, I don't know. Everybody was saying that there was a bromance. You know, I can't stand that term. I hear people saying that all the time. I don't know when it became, like, totally in vogue to use the term bromance, but it's been out there all the time now, but it has now ended. Romance, bromance, brotherhood, whatever you want to call it, it's, there seems to be a little bit of fire going on right now between uh, Cruz and, and, and Donald Trump based on Ted Cruz's assertion that Donald Trump, quote, embodies New York values, which Maria Bartiroma, one of the moderators for the debate on Thursday, the Fox Business GOP presidential debate, she pointed it out. And it was not said as a compliment, it was, okay? It was not, uh, you know, New York values and applause. Like, that's a wonderful thing. It was said negatively, okay? And it caused a lot of response. Now, I'm sure I live in the Show Me State now. I live in Missouri now. But I was born and raised a New Yorker from New York City originally. I lived in Long Island and then most of my life upstate New York, okay? Taught in the school system for almost 18 years, upstate New York. And so that stood out to me, and I wanted to hear what some people had to say. Even the New York Daily News got, got all caught up in it, got all offended by by what Ted Cruz said, and um, and basically put on their paper, you know what, not basically put on their paper, Ted Cruz, drop dead or go back to Canada, okay? And other people are, are outraged or are feigning outrage, not sure, and some are agreeing. So today, I do have a couple New Yorkers and a former New Yorker who's now in New Jersey on with us. Um, I have uh, a Rosa, and I have um, a Christina Daly, and I have a, a Wendy Nowak, and they're going to share with us 
their take on this. And so I'm going to bring them into the conversation because I think it's important to hear what everyday Americans have to say. But before we talk to them, let's listen to the exchange at the debate concerning New York values. So take a listen to this from the debate. You know, I think most people know exactly what New York values are. I am from New York. I well, 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 you're from New York, so yeah. you might not. But I promise you, in the state of South Carolina, they do. And, and listen, there are many, many wonderful, wonderful working men and women in the state of New York. But everyone understands that the values in New York City are socially liberal or pro-abortion or pro-gay marriage, focus around money and the media. And, and I guess I can, can frame it another way. Not a lot of conservatives come out of Manhattan. I'm just saying. <laughs> conservatives actually do come out of Manhattan, including William F. Buckley and others, just so you understand. New York is a great place. It's got great people. It's got loving people, wonderful people. When the World Trade Center came down, I saw something that no place on earth could have handled more beautifully, more humanely than New York. Your two 110-story buildings come crashing down. I saw them come down. And we saw more death and even the smell of death. Nobody understood it. And it was with us for months, the smell, the air. And we rebuilt downtown Manhattan. And everybody in the world watched, and everybody in the world loved New York and loved New Yorkers. And I have to tell you, that was a very insulting statement that Ted made. Well, there you have it, okay? We have, we have Ted Cruz making his comment about New York. I, I did think it was funny. It was very funny when Maria Barrow said, hey, I'm from New York. I don't know what that means. And he said, well, you're from New York. You, you may not know, but everybody else knows. And, uh, and, and he went on to, to, to uh, say what he had to say about it. And, and of course, uh, Trump responded in very emotional, maybe even a surprisingly emotional response. And so, again, I have some New Yorkers and a former New Yorker, I don't know if you could ever be a former New Yorker. I think anybody who's ever been to New York always has New York in them. And so um, I have Rosa and I have a Christina and I have a Wendy. And I want to start with Rosa. Rosa, first of all, tell us where you are and tell us just briefly a little bit about yourself. And then I want to know your thoughts on this. Hi, Adrienne. How are you? And thank Hi, you for Rosa. having me. Thank you for being um, here. I'm actually poolside watching my kid right now um, practice okay. for her meet. But um, so that's the back noise. Anyway, I'm a born and raised uh, New Yorker, born mm-hmm. in uh, Brooklyn. I've uh, lived all my life, uh, most of my life in uh, Brooklyn, New York, in various uh, areas, some closer to the city. Um, and I've also, you know, now I live in New Jersey. I work in New York City, travel New York City. Um, and I am also a 9-11 family member. Mm-hmm. So I understand exactly um, why this may have, uh, this, this, this statement may have gotten a, a bit uh, distorted because, you know, New Yorkers are a little bit defensive when it comes to anything said about 9-11 and uh, New York, uh, uh, you know, tenacity. So, mm-hmm. but I certainly was not offended. I, I was not offended. I think I understood the statements. Uh, in its clarity, the statement reflected uh, just what he said, New York politics. And, um, you know, Ann Coulter today said, uh, you know, well, well, just so you know, people people love uh, Donald Trump. Uh, they just love him in New York. Well, bad news for Ann, uh, there are other places besides of Manhattan and New York City is comprised of uh, boroughs outside called the outer boroughs. And not everyone is enamored with Trump. Uh, as a Latina, I can tell you many Latinos are in, enamored with Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, but I, am, I wasn't offended by the statement. I felt the statement provided clarity as it pertains to the current, uh, you know, uh, philosophical and political views. Cuomo mm-hmm. asked uh, the governor, asked conservatives not to bother being in his state. Not too long ago, especially if you were anti-gun, uh, anti-anti-gay, uh, pro-gun, pro-religious uh, views, 
he pegged he pegged the conservatives in his state as this right wing extremist kind of uh, party, and he asked us to exit. And I didn't mm-hmm. hear peace from the Daily News. Not a peace. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. Um, so, do you not think that Donald Trump understood where? Ted Cruz was coming from? Was he playing politics with this, or was he really offended? I don't think he was offended. I think he was, you know, Donald Trump is many things, but he is the best of New York. He's the worst of New York, and he's the best of New York. Does that make sense? He's the best of New York because he embodies that bold, ongoing, determined, um, focused, um, driven attitude. He's the worst of New York because he's crude, he's crass, he's obnoxious, and he's belligerent at times. Mm-hmm. So, so yes, I think he was offended, but I think he took it out of context. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you at least you give him the benefit of the doubt that he wasn't just playing politics. That's interesting. Okay, and um, I want to just uh, I want to transition now to to Christina. Christina is on. I, I didn't realize, Rosa, that you were actually in New Jersey. Christina is also uh, in a New Jersey or what do you call it? New Jerseyan? Is that what they call? Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey is now. And Christina and Hi, I. Hi, Christina. Hi, <laughs> Dave. Yeah, and um, uh, Christina and I are are uh, we go back way back. She's my friend and my sister, my sorority sister, Siwi, my soror. Siwi. Yes, and um, and so I and, and also if I may. I, a Democrat, right? So I applaud her for yes. for coming on to the right voice. But Christina, what are you? First of all, you can introduce yourself to us as well and uh, tell us a little about yourself, and then tell us what you thought of what uh, Trump, uh, well, what Ted Cruz said concerning Trump about New York values. Uh, no problem. Hi, Adrian. Thank you for having uh, me on. Glad you're on. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I don't really shy away from anything, so so it's yes, all ma'am. Good. Yeah. Um, I was born in Brooklyn like Rosa, um, but I was raised in Suffolk County, Long Island. Um, mm-hmm. and along with you attended SUNY Brockport in upstate New York, near Rochester. That's and right. and then I and then I lived in the Bronx for several years. Um and before um, well, when I got married I was living in the Bronx and I attended school at Stony Brook. So I, I pretty much have been all over the state of New York. Mm-hmm. Um, in some in some in some way, um, right. before relocating to New Jersey to with my husband to raise our kids, um, mm-hmm. and so that's me. I, I'm a New Yorker. I still work in New York. Um, sometimes I forget all of the great places in New Jersey that I can take my kids to because it's so <laughs> much easier to hop hop on a train and visit um, the museums, the different sites of New York. But you know, those things are just a drop in a bucket in terms mm-hmm. of what New York has to offer. Mm-hmm. So when I heard Ted Cruz say those things, and as I was watching the debate as well, um, and I, I got offended. I'm not usually one to get offended because I believe right. people should be able to voice their opinions and be respected for them. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it it wasn't for me when I heard it. It wasn't a, a simple opinion. Um, it was it was stated as to dig, you know, to just poke and dig and. And it really, it really cut me quick because, um, for me as a as a New Yorker, I'm in the midst on a daily basis of the great diversity of New York. Um, mm-hmm. I'm in the midst, and 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 when I say they say diversity, I'm not just talking about um, race and religion. I'm talking about political diversity. I mean, mm-hmm. it covers. I think New York covers the spectrum. And yes, for the most part. Um, it, it is a blue state. Most, for the most part, it's a blue state when it comes to um, presidential politics. Um, but when it comes to, but when it comes to New York politics, I mean, there have been, we've had Bloomberg, you know, mm-hmm. before he was independent, he was Republican, and so, and he held office for eight years, and we had Giuliani, as a Republican mm-hmm. who held held office for eight years. Um, we had Dinkins among them, you know, now we have Bill de Blasio. And honestly, you know, if I lived in New York, I would not, I, I would most likely not um, vote for de Blasio to have a second term. I didn't mm-hmm. vote for Dinkins to have a second term. I voted Republican, um, mm-hmm. not just once. I voted for, I would not vote for Giuliani for president, but I did vote for him um, for the mayor of New York when I lived there because 
He met my needs. Yeah, he mm-hmm. met my needs at the time that I was a resident of, of the Bronx, New York, as a social worker in child welfare. He helped to, after some, after some children's lives were lost, he really appointed the right people to help revamp child welfare system, which makes it one of the systems that folks want to model after now. New Jersey is, mm-hmm. is, is, is struggling to catch up with, with, with the child welfare system in, in New York. So those are just examples of mm-hmm. me, being, me being a Democrat. You know, I, I vote according to the needs of my town and my family, and I vote according to the needs of my state. And then when it comes to presidential elections, I vote according to the needs of, of the country as I see it. Um, but the beauty of New York is I can rub elbows with Republicans who, who have voted Democrat, and I can rub, rub elbows with, with, um, with um, Democrats like me who have voted Republican because we, we value everyone that's within New York, mm-hmm. not just, a, you know. Right. Well, you know, what's interesting is um, because you, you kind of touched on what I was going to ask next. I was going to ask you if you found yourself – someone who's not easily offended, if you found yourself offended because Ted Cruz is such a staunch conservative um, and that he doesn't necessarily share your, your values. But what I'm hearing from you now is that you voted both sides of the aisle. So you it doesn't, it, it's not just the, the vessel that it was coming through. It was your offense at what he said, not just who said it. Exactly. Um, I was offended not, I was offended as a, as a New Yorker first mm-hmm. and then as a Democrat second. And not, and I wasn't offended at the Democrat second because he's a conservative. I was offended at as a Democrat second because he assumes that everything on my agenda is is staunchly liberal. He assumes that folks in New York are worse off because of because of a Cuomo. He, you know, those are mm-hmm. those. That's what I got offended by because that's what his assumptions were. Um, and you know, I like to look at everything. You know, there was some great times. Go ahead. Right. I'm going to get Wendy in here in a second, but I have to ask you this. You don't think that there's this prevailing, I don't know what the word is, aura or spirit around New York that is, that that does embody a certain something to which Ted Cruz was referring? Absolutely. Can I jump in there? Is this Wendy? This is Rosa. Oh, this is Rosa. Okay, Rosa. Rosa, I want you to I want you to just um hold that thought for a second. I just okay. wanted to I want to I'm gonna get Chris I want Christina to respond to that first because she was somewhat offended. So I want to ask you first, Christina, do you do you even though that you might be diverse and you come into contact with that, you know, people who are maybe open minded, do you not feel like there is a certain leaning toward uh, a certain value system? Which well, yeah, I mean, I think I think every state has its own value system. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's just New York. Um, it's not necessarily what Cruz said. You know, I think there are quote unquote mm. New York values. I mean, we have several songs. You know, you right. know, um, concrete jungle, and we all come from a different walk of life, right? Mm-hmm. And I try, mm-hmm. and I personally try not to make assumptions. And sometimes I feel that's how fellow New Yorkers treat me, even mm-hmm. if there's something in the back of their mind. I never feel offended, like you mm-hmm. know that they're, they're looking at me in a way that is less than. Um, right. And and we also know how to come together. I mean, even mm-hmm. and not to say that doesn't happen in other states. I just think New York has a way of doing it. You know, rising mm-hmm. above. Um, okay. Okay. Um, in a way that brings us together. So. Um, if, if say, even Donald Trump, whom, whom, I, whom I'm not a supporter of, if Trump talks about New York values, it's okay. Because you know what? He's a New Yorker. Oh, you know, if, if you talked about the values of a woman, you know, mm-hmm. um, then I, I could probably take more from you than a man talking about the values of a, of a okay, woman. Okay, sure. sure and so like, sure him saying it. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. Just let me no, go ahead. saying it was it, it was more like a dig. It wasn't a compliment. It was intentional, um, and it was and it was rather nasty. And to say that to the whole about the whole of New York or even the whole of New York City, um, um, it just I, I it, it was just disingenuous. Okay. Okay. So what you're saying kind of reminds me of when you say, "Well, you know, I can talk about my little sister, but nobody else can talk about my little sister." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Okay. I want to, Wendy. Wendy, hold on for a second. I want to just Rosa 
wanted to respond to something Christina said, and then I want to inter- introduce us to Wendy because I want to hear what she has to say also. Go ahead, Wendy. Well, I want to speak to the whole New York values thing. You know, people forget um, in New York there are pockets of neighborhoods where it's not diverse. You know, in the big city, in the big white city, there are many pockets of uh, neighborhoods that are completely one ethnic group versus another. Yeah. Um, sure. It's just prevalent. And I think a lot of what uh, Christine said is really right with one thing uh, specifically. I think that maybe Ted Cruz could have worded or ch- have chosen his wording uh, mm-hmm. differently as not to offend. But, again, I wasn't offended as a New Yorker. I think I understood what he was speaking of. Would okay. I have worded it that way? Probably not. But, again, I, I've encountered uh, many New Yorkers on the Upper East Side who are pretentious and fake. Like, I've encountered them in the, in the Hamptons, and they want nothing to do with the rest of the country. Or they think that the rest of the country is backwards, redneck, you know, just completely, mm-hmm. you know, relatives, mm-hmm. marrying relatives kind of thing. I've heard that talk among among New Yorkers all the time. So, and those are the values that they kind of um, ascribe to the South. So, okay. yes, Christine is right, right that every every sector, every state brings it with it, its own values. Again, I wasn't mm-hmm. offended. I just think maybe you could have worded it differently. Okay. All right. Well, let's Let's, Wendy, I want you to um, thank you for being so patient, and I want to let I want you to jump in because you're on the, a whole different area of the state. So tell us a, a little bit about yourself and, and where you are and what your perspective on this is. Right, as a conservative upstate New Yorker, I know exactly what Cruz was talking about. Um, we suffered through the high taxes, having the Safe Act pushed through literally through the dark of night which is a big issue for those of us in the country that have guns and go hunting. Um, Anti-fracking, which is just killing the Southern Tier area. They could be really doing well um, financially if they would allow fracking, but that's another downstate liberal agenda thing they won't let go through. Um, So, you know, I think what Cruz was, was saying was it's kind of, the liberal, it's our way or the highway kind of thing, or um, referring to, like, the Obama idea of the flyover country and how they cling to their God and guns. That was the picture he was trying to paint. Um, But I I kind of wish, think maybe Cruz shouldn't have gone there just because it opened such a can of worms, but I know exactly what he was saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's rather rich. Our government governor is saying that uh, the New York value statement is un-American when the governor just about a year ago now said that um, conservatives were really not welcome in New York. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it goes both ways. And I think that's kind of what Cruz was trying to tap into or illustrate. And mm-hmm. my other thought is um, – when Trump came back and talked about 9-11 and how the New Yorkers came together, mm-hmm. that was all well and good. But that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the political statement that Cruz was trying to make and Trump was trying to deflect by comp- comparing apples to oranges. Mm-hmm. But I think it kind of, by Trump painting that scenario and bringing in 9-11, it made Cruz look bad. But I think it really had nothing to do with the point Cruz was trying to make. It, it definitely made Cruz look bad. And he, uh, you know, he's a debating champion. Uh, and, and yet he looked floored. The look on his face he, was he, just a- he didn't He didn't expect that response from Trump. I mean, I didn't expect that response mm-hmm. from Trump. Uh, but I, I have to say, for those who, and you know, and, and Rosa, I'm, I'm so sorry that you're part of that family um, of you. those who were lost on yes. 9/11. Um, for those of us, I, and I don't know anyone intimately that was lost there, but I know a lot of people that I was impacted by, and I mm-hmm. know for me that the fear of not being able to make it home to my child. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can get what Trump was saying in terms of mm-hmm. coming back with that response, because and, mm-hmm. and I don't believe it was planned on his part. Um, and so 
for me, it felt sincere, and that could be because I'm a New Yorker, you know. Yeah. Um, okay. But it, it it felt sincere because it was it was it was almost an instantaneous response. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. You know, and I get what Wendy is saying in terms of the impact um, that liberal um, politics has played on on her, um, given the area that she's in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and and I wish that weren't the case. But mm-hmm. you know, I in when she brought up um, what um, President Obama said regarding guys and guns, um, it's funny that that's exactly what I thought. You know. I'm like, well, mm-hmm. how stupid can you be when you're looking to represent the all, the whole of the United States to ostracize a state or a region that mm-hmm. whether or not it's blue or red, um, you know, you want to still appeal to everyone. And I know that, that it's, it's a Republican primary and then we have the Democratic primary, but, you know, at the end of the day, we should all be watching. And, I, and I'm looking for someone who's going to represent me because at the end of the day, we'll have a Republican nominee, we'll have a Democratic nominee, we'll all go to vote, and someone will become president. And that mm-hmm. someone, I hope, will be able to represent me as an American. Mm-hmm. You know, period. And right. so right. when Obama said that, shame on him. And so the same thing with Cruz. When Cruz said what he said about New York values, shame on him. It's the mm-hmm. way he said it. It's not necessarily what he said. You and know, I think if more people would speak yeah. like the way that Christine just spoke, um, regardless of which, which side, political side they were on, um, mm-hmm. much more would be accomplished, right? Because we have three very different um, takes on that particular change yet we're able to express our thoughts clearly enough that we can respect the other person's point of view. But unfortunately, in, in a state where, New York State, where Democrats outnumber Republicans, you know, um, eight to two, that's often hard. It's often difficult to make a point without be, being um, ostracized or made to look villainous or made to look, look extremist. Um, right. So I understand, and I, and I would hope that, some of our leading voices and officials would take what Christine has said <laughs> to heart. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, that doesn't happen here in New York. And that is right. what we were speaking about. Right. right. Now, Wendy, Wendy, where you are upstate, or do you see as much? I mean, New York City and Long Island and New Jersey is such, you know, um, so many different kinds of people. I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying that that's not the case upstate, but I'm asking you, are you rubbing shoulders with people who are of diverse political viewpoints as well and, and as open as they seem to be down in New York City area? Uh, yes, because we, you know, we still have um, Rochester and Buffalo, and I think any any major or large city you're going to see a more um, – Democrat, liberal base of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's and not like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not in a little conservative bubble by right. any means. Right. <laughs> and, right. And yet, and still though, you felt that, um, you still feel, however, that what Ted Cruz said applies throughout the state overall of what he was saying. Um, I, I think really, there's a really upstate versus downstate mentality in New York, mm-hmm. and I think what he said zeroed right in on that. Mm-hmm. I think that's why yeah, I identify I, I, with I, it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that it was it was mainly, it felt mainly geared towards Albany down, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yes. Well, that's interesting. Uh, who, somebody was going to say something? I, I don't want to cut anyone off. No, I, okay. that's, a great, that's a great observation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, all these different pockets and stuff that we have. Ladies, thank you so much for your for your insight. It has become, you know, quite a quite an issue and 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 uh Donald Trump wanted Cruz to apologize and you know what? He gave uh I guess a smart aleck response. Um and I'm not faulting him for it. I do I I do believe that he obviously was not trying to insult anyone impacted by 9-11. I do understand exactly where he was coming from. I do believe that there's this prevailing uh, liberal mentality that, that that exists in New York. And mm-hmm. I know that he was referring to an interview that, that I'm going to play in a moment um, that, that uh, where Donald Trump said, hey, this is what I believe because this is where I'm from. But 
uh, Ted Cruz said, well, yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm happy to apologize, and I won't read it all because it's long. But he said, I apologize to the millions of New Yorkers who have been let down by liberal politicians in that state. <laughs> I that's when I, okay, and so and then that's when I really got offended. Beyond, to be honest, <laughs> that's when I that's when I stood up and said yes, Ted. And that's when I said, my God, he drove the point home. Yeah, and I, well, uh, Wendy, we have to we have to agree to disagree because that I mean, because, and that's why I, I talked about us having um, voted down the line, you know, on both sides. Um, you know, maybe not so much in the whole of the state of New York. I mean, Hataki was in office a, a while ago, you know, um, but in New York City, it, it seems to go back and forth. And at the rate the block is going, it'll most likely be another Republican in office, you know. We can so, agree that we all we all um, are not happy with the current administration in New York City. So oh, that's yeah, good. we can agree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Well, you guys, yeah, I, I can see that his apology would uh, either tickle you or rub you the wrong way because he, he right. went on about fracking, he went on about pro-life and pro-marriage, he went on about taxes, and he went on about abortion, and he, you know, uh, all the, uh, some of the things that you guys have brought out. So, um, yeah. you know, I like Ted Cruz a lot, uh, and uh, and I understand where he was coming from. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, uh I guess if you're a New Yorker, you thought, even if you didn't support him, you thought right on, you know, because you're a New Yorker. But, ladies, I want to thank you so much. I'm going to uh, take a break here, and I want to play that piece where Donald Trump is talking about about New York, uh, his New York values back back in the day, several years ago. Uh, Rosa and Wendy and Christina, God bless you all, and thank you so much for sharing your insight on The Right Voice. Great. Thank, thank you. you. And thank you so much. It was all great. Right. Great conversation. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Let's listen to this old uh, this old piece of uh, interview from uh, Donald Trump. You think gay should be allowed to be married? It's something I haven't given lots of thought to. Uh, I live in New York City. There's a tremendous movement on to have and allow gay marriage. It's just something that is too premature for me to comment on. How about gays serving in the military? It would not uh, disturb me. I mean, hey, I lived in New York City and Manhattan all my life, okay? So, you know, my views are a little bit different than if I lived in Iowa, perhaps, but it's not something that would disturb me. Partial birth abortion, the eliminating of, of abortion in the third trimester, big issue in Washington. Would President Trump ban partial birth abortion? Well, look, I'm, I'm very pro-choice. And again, it may be a little bit of a New York background because there is some different attitude in different parts of the country and you know I was raised in New York and grew up and work and everything else in New York City but you would not ban it no or ban partial birth abortion. no I would I would I am I am pro-choice in every respect and as far as it goes but I just hate it well there you have it uh, Donald Trump's answer to his support for uh, abortion or perhaps the support for, for if he supported gay marriage and said hey I grew up in New York, and that's just the way it is in, in New York City. And so um, that is what Ted Cruz said he was referring to when he mentioned New York uh, New York values. And, again, I, I thought my take on it, I love hearing from Rosa and Wendy and Christina. They're, I mean, and I love how, I loved how we, I mean, th those three, so diverse, um, and their backgrounds, and, and also – in the political persuasion as well. I love having Christina on. As a Democrat, sometimes we just get stuck and we just talk to people who like talk to people who think exactly like we think. And then we don't have those cross conversations. I loved it. And uh and I love to do more of that. But listening to them, I'm just like, I understand what Ted Cruz was saying. Maybe as Christina said, coming from Texas, it wasn't his place to say it. It was you know, maybe it was derogatory, but people do have a certain mindset about New York. I remember when I went to Alaska in two thousand nine. And I remember, you know, people, whenever you say you're from New York, not just in Alaska, but when I moved here, wherever you go, when you say you're from New York, people kind of go, oh, wow. Their mindset is automatically New York City, of course, because they don't realize how, you know, I'm like, I lived upstate New York. I mean, you can go five minutes in one direction and you see a high rise, you go five minutes in another direction and you see a cow on a farm. And it's so diverse. You see the mountains. I was up in the, in the you know, in the Catskill area. So we are, it, it is so, so diverse. But I know wherever I go, when you mention New York, people do tend to have a certain mindset. And I remember asking someone in Alaska, I said, 
okay, so when you think of New York, what do you think of? And there, you know what? She was like, I think of people who are cold and it's funny coming from Alaska, right? Cold, but she meant cold and like cold, you know, like a little bit mm, tough, a little bit rough around the edges, rude, I believe she said. And she wasn't being disrespectful. She was just saying those are the things that a lot of people associate with, with New York. And, uh, and then when you talk about beliefs and ideology and stuff, that's, that kind of came out in that interview there where what Trump was saying. And so that's where Ted Cruz was, was coming from. And his apology, of course, was just like rubbing salt in the wound. So that, uh, so that didn't help. But um, in any case, that brings me to, uh, we're probably going to lap, lap over into a little bit of, uh, or is that lap over, into a little bit of overtime. Um, I always carve out a little bit of time if, if I go over. But that brings me to what I started out talking about, and that was um, – uh, Governor Sarah Palin's endorsement of Donald Trump, and that was a cause. Has been a cause for a lot of conversation because she has supported. I mean, she's endorsed. Her endorsements are usually like major, and she's very good with them. And mo- most of them win. And she she has supported. She supported Carly Carly Fiorina didn't didn't win when she was running uh, for uh, <clears throat> for Congress, um, but. Uh, she supported her. She endorsed uh, Rand Paul. She endorsed um, Ted Cruz, and she considers Ted Cruz uh, a friend and, and great respect for him. And obviously, she and Donald Trump are friends. So some people are greatly heartened because they're talking about this all over the media, that her endorsement is going to be huge. Um, she is a Tea Party favorite. She is considered a major voice in the conservative movement. And there are people whose choices come down to Donald Trump. And Ted Cruz, they those two. It's it's become this two man race, and and some people will make their decision based on what she has said. Other people are not very 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 happy about it all. They do not believe Donald Trump is a conservative, and they feel that her endorsement of Donald Trump um, speaks ill of her conservatism. And uh, and yet yet she believes, uh, obviously, judging from her speech tonight, that that he. Uh, is what we need in this in this hour. So wherever you stand on that, that's where you where you stand. But I know that people have been contacting me all day asking me what I think, as in my opinion, absolutely matters. Um, you know what? We'll have to see how this how this plays out. I am absolutely floored. I have to tell you because I, I mean floored by Donald Trump. I never expected that he would be uh, in the polls where he is right now. I don't know how it all unfolds. I I really have said from the beginning I like Ted Cruz a lot. I do believe that he uh, is a is a is a man of of character. Whether you agree or disagree with him, I believe that he he means what he what he says. Um, but so so we'll have to see. I mean Iowa is less than than two weeks away, and it gets very very interesting. Here's my thinking. If you want to know what I think, my thinking is that we need to pray. My belief is that we are at a crucial point in American history. We need uh, we need God. We need a move of God. And so somebody had inboxed me before I came on the air and asked me, "What do you think of the uh, Governor Palin's endorsement?" I had I said what I think is that rather than telling you anything, what Adrian thinks is that we need to pray. I want God's will to be done in this election, and uh, and so that's where my heart is right now. Uh, rather than running my mouth too much, I'm going to just pray a lot more for the nation. And uh, and if I decide to speak out about my final decision, um, when that comes, then it'll be. But for now, I'm praying. And uh, and I, I hope that people weren't going to argue over who Sarah Palin endorsed and this, that, and other thing. Listen, endorsements are great, but bottom line, you need to make a decision for yourself. We are not sheeple. Uh, you can't just make your decision based on what somebody else says. That's my personal opinion. You, When you trust somebody, when you respect somebody, as I respect Governor Palin um, and, and know uh, her, a little bit about her heart and where she comes from, um, it, I, I, I tune in and I, and I pay close attention. I will tell you that. But I, between me and God, I have to make a decision. And so I ask and pray that we would seek God and pray and do our research and not just be led by by other people. We don't want to do that. We're we're that's not that's not the deal. Let's see what what um what God leads us to do. And if you're not a praying person, I pray that you will be, because uh, apart from that, what what is this all about? What is it all about? So there's my take on that. 
And uh, as we go into to overtime, I do not want to end the show. The hour flew by because I had great guests. Anna was on talking about her support of Ted Cruz. And then Christina and Wendy and Rosa were on talking about New York values. And But I, I do not want to end without talking about the news this week and what transpired this week when Iran released the five hostages. Notice I'm using the term hostages because they like to use the term prisoners. They should not have been prisoners. They had done, they had done nothing wrong. They were held hostage. And so Washington Post journalist Jason Resign, former U.S. Marine Amir Hekmati, Christian pastor Saeed Abedini, and this person whose uh, story was not publicized before, and I don't even know if I can pronounce his name right, but it looks like Nasratola Kosravi Rusari, and I probably butchered that name. He was released, and also a student, Matthew Trevithick, was released. And so my initial reaction when I got the news was complete, utter joy. Uh, I have been praying in, for them, and in particular for Pastor Saeed, and really, really disappointed when we entered into a, an agreement with Iran, a nuclear deal, without the release of our American citizens. I was very upset. And so just been praying. And so when I got that news, I was so joyful. I didn't even think about, okay, what are the terms of this of this deal until after the fact. My initial reaction was just praising God. Now, now that the terms have come out, much criticism. And a lot of the GOP and others are saying that we – everybody's glad they're home. Everyone's glad they're home. But when you look at the terms of the deal, you wonder if this endangers us more. Um, Seven of their prisoners for five of our hostages, you know, um, and 14 of, they get 14 people off the Interpol watch list, okay? Dangerous dudes, okay? Free market oil, $150 billion, okay? $1.7 billion in interest, and then you know how they treated our, our 10 sailors, or was it last week? You know, and then we had Bob Levinson, who was a, was a former FBI agent who had disappeared in 2007. He wasn't a part of the deal. My heart goes out to his family. They found out because somebody said, hey, look on the television. They're releasing some the, the hostages. They didn't even get a call first. They don't know where he is. Iran says they don't know where he is. And it's been since 2007, and all they're rejoicing with the others, but their heart is broken. For the, I saw the the wife and the son on uh, on Fox and Friends this morning. Just just heartbreaking. Uh, but in any case, the deal, you know what? It doesn't sound like a great deal. So people say, what would you do? What would you have done? And you know what? The answer is exactly what I said. What I would have done was that I would have. It's, we, we're not supposed to be negotiating with terrorists. So what we should have done, if we were going to negotiate with them on a nuclear deal, what we should have done, rather than say, hey, here's here's seven prisoners for uh, for our five uh, our five hostages, and here are 14 people off the watch list, and all this money and sanctions relief and all that. We should, before we even sat down to do the nuclear deal, if we were going to do it, we should have said we don't even talk until you release our prisoners. But instead, they got the upper hand in this situation. And um, I, having said that, though, I have to tell you, I'm glad I don't have to call the shots because um, I, I'm just glad I don't, I don't have to call the shots. I'm very glad that they're home. The terms don't seem too good, but I'm grateful that they're home. And I say continue to pray for these, um, for these men and their families. Because I imagine the transition back to children and wives and, and all, the, it's got to be difficult. They were treated horribly, beaten, battered, and bruised. And, um, and, and, and now it's, they're out there. It's just going to be an interesting transition. So don't stop praying for them. Um, and I, I had to get that in before we ended. Uh, other than that, uh, I don't know that, that there's any more that we need to say. We went about five minutes into overtime, and I am so appreciative. It's been a great show, and we will be back. Hey, next next week, we have Table Talk. You might remember that the last Tuesday in December, the last Tuesday of the year, I had my, my good friend Christy King as a guest co-host, and we had such a good time. We had others who called in, and they were honorary uh, hosts as well. And what we said was it went so well and people enjoyed it so well, so much. And we had such good feedback that we wanted to do this, try to do this monthly. So
So on this Tuesday, the 26th, it's coming Tuesday, we're going to do Table Talk again. Christy's going to be back. We'll see who else will join us. We'll throw, it's just political potpourri, we call it. We throw some issues on the table, and we just talk it out. I am looking forward to it. Once again, hit us up on Twitter, at The Right Voice One, on Facebook, at The Right Voice Radio. And, uh, hey, continue to join us. Tell your friends about us. God bless you. And you know what? I also have my blog back up and running. I had some technical difficulties for a while, but it's motivationtruth.com. That's motivationtruth.com. Check me out over there where I'm blogging. All right? God bless you. Let's go out with some New York, New York. Spreading the news I'm leaving today I want to be a part of it New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up in a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York if I can. Do you know?